Welcome back to HTB Creative Fuse podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Sarah, part of the team here at HTB Creative in Dalton, Georgia. Uh, we're located right next to Burr Park. If you haven't heard, we've moved. Um, I'm hanging out this morning with Sam Brown, uh, owner and founder of yes. Fiddleheads Garden Center here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, the Garden Center, how you got started, the whole rundown? Sure. I grew up in Chatsworth, uh, right across the river, as we like to say. Okay. And um, the way that I got started with plants was basically through my grandmother, who actually, she lived in Rome, and she was a plant nerd, um, and she got me started as a two-year-old, three-year-old digging in the dirt, and early on, I found a love for plants, and kind of as I matured and grew up, i I did like lawn maintenance as a teenager. That was my job and kind of had my own little business, if you want to call it that. I got to be interested in design. And from there, you know, graduated from Murray County High School and then went to University of Georgia and got a degree in landscape architecture. And from there, you know, I've got my design skills kind of basically from scratch. I mean, I, I what didn't have a lot of art background. Yeah. Um, I did have a lot of interest in more of the natural landscapes and and making those work into a, a landscape that people could enjoy at their own home. So from there, I went and worked in Atlanta and worked for a couple of design firms. And most of the projects I worked on were large municipal projects like the fourth ward park which is was the first park on oh, the yeah. belt line um that was my biggie that oh, i worked that's on. really cool i'm i lived in atlanta for several years so i'm familiar with the yeah, area absolutely cool. it's it's a great area i was part of the design team i mean it, that was a huge endeavor so there were several of us on it on it but that was that was one of the fun ones and then I, I did a lot of trail design too which was right up my alley too so i've done those in the atlanta area we did a lot in um Columbia, Missouri, around the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Oh, very so cool. Most of the time it was trying to connect neighborhoods to either the university, for sure. that example, or to parks like yeah. on the Beltline. So I enjoyed that. I, I love the design outlet that I got from that. However, there was a lot of time in the office. And going back to my background, I loved actually getting dirty and, yeah. you know, uh, working with plants and I worked you know laid out plants designed how it was going to be uh, in the landscape but it was less interaction with the plants so uh, 2008 no 2009 the economy was great then I don't know if you remember I uh, have uh, a maybe. vague memory yep um, mm-hmm. those in Dalton should be well aware of how terrible the economy yeah. was then <laughs> yeah. um, and most of the designers got laid off in the firm that I was working in, in Midtown and the great part of that was I was going to get married in six weeks. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and my wife actually lived here, and we were trying to decide, all right, where do we go? Do we do we live in Dalton? Do we live in Atlanta? And we were kind of leaning towards Atlanta. So after I got the, the news, the humble news, I told Carrie, my, my now wife, I was like, well, I guess we got our answer where we're going to live. So Dalton it is. So I, I never thought I would kind of come back to the area as a – a younger yeah college age kid and you know that sort of thing and I didn't know what I was missing so anyway that's how I got back to the area and then from there did some work for the historical society doing a lot of renovations 
uh, while I was trying to figure out, all right, where am I going to work? There's not a lot of landscape architecture firms in the northwest Georgia area or even Chattanooga. You know, the idea sparked on, all right, Dalton doesn't have a garden center right now. And yes, we're, I think it was the second highest unemployment rate in the entire country at the time. I think that's right. That makes um, me nervous thinking about it, right. to be honest. And yep. uh, it's like, well, if if we can open a garden center now and be successful, then we should be able to survive when times get tough again you know or even especially once they perk up and get better yeah I was gonna say that's a good litmus test for even the last couple of years but at the same time I feel like plant purchasing maybe like boomed during the pandemic I know it did for me yes yes I now live in a small jungle in my apartment (laughs) great so (laughs) it seems like there was like a funnel down like back down to like the roots of it all (laughs) good pun (laughs) I'm a pun guy so I I love that (laughs) um and then because like you started on like a really large scale well not with your grandmother but like with business wise like a Mm -hmm. large scale planning and designing and then i mean it just sort of like trickled you down to being hands-on every day right that's really cool yeah and what i love now is no day is the same for me and i i mean I, i yes i do still have to do a lot of office work but i I can just say, all right, I'm 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 done with this. I'm, I'm going out to the greenhouse or to the shrub yard. And How much weekly do you get to go out and play in the dirt and like dig around? Or, ooh, ooh, do you get to do all like the plant buying? So like for the shop and you're like, we want these right now or these are popular yes, with people. Yes. I've passed some on to my greenhouse manager, uh, Crystal, but I do most of the plant buying and I, I enjoy that yeah. part of it. And uh, I love seeing them come in i love watching them grow for the first eight years we grew a, a lot of plants in-house and we started to run out of space that we needed for retail so we had to kind of shift away from that which i missed that part because like yeah. right now is when we would really be doing a lot of that kind of getting things started for spring and if you've been in town lately you know it's rainy and dreary yep. and it's it's encouraging when you see like the plants sprout up and we get kind of an advanced notice of spring because we see plants growing in the greenhouse before what you see outside yeah we were talking about that this morning somebody came in and they were like it's just it's still raining and i'm like it is but there are daffodils in my like apartment complex ground and i'm like it's just it might be a little soon they might freeze to death at some (laughs) point but it's just like nice to see that little bit of color and you're like this isn't going to last forever. Right. That's kind of a, I won't say a signal to spring, but it's kind of, it's leaning that yeah. direction. We were talking about that at home because we have some at our house that have started to bloom now. And it, it's nice. You have that ever so slight connection to yeah. spring. Yes. <laughs> just like, just stay alive, please. Like, just take us there. Do you, is your house just full of plants? <laughs> My wife gets this question a lot. And I'm sure. I have a green, I have a greenhouse and a store with plants I don't really want to go home and take care of plants Fair. as much. I, now, I would have more if we had more sunlight. Like, yeah. we, our house is completely covered around with trees, which I love. I hope one day we'll have a house that has more windows, more light. Not that you can't have house plants without a lot of light, but... There's, like, a limited you know, number of plants that can survive with, like... Right. They're your go-tos for the low-light situations, but... And we have a lot of those. Um, we've probably got about 20, I'd say, in the house, something okay. like that. So I feel like I should probably call my plant collection. I just can't <laughs> bring myself to do it. Do you have favorite plants or, like, favorite things that you recommend? Like, if somebody comes in and they're like, I am totally new to this. Historically, I've had a completely black thumb. 
I kill everything I look at. I've got to <laughs> have something green in my house. What do you recommend? Uh, favorite plants. That's a tough question. As a plant lover, I can't really say I have a favorite. I do have some of my babies. favorites. And I'm not going to be a, like a teacher and say that I love you all the same. Because that's not, <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> We're biased here. We have favorites. We pick that's them. That's right. We do. Yeah. We do. If, it's, if there are new plant buyers for houseplants, then typically I will recommend like a ZZ plant. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I, I love that one. That is one that I, I have one of those. truly okay. love. I'm like checking these off my nice. list. Like, okay, can I keep these alive? And a new one that we got is there's a black ZZ called a Raven. And I have that in my bathroom at home. So that's a good one. Of course, the snake plant or mother's law, mother-in-law's tongue or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Sansevieria, which I love those as well, is a good one. Both of those can handle low light. Both of those only need to be watered once per month. Okay. One of the questions that <laughs> I asked. overwatering mine. <laughs> well, and what it comes to is some people feel like, I have to water it, I have to water it. And if, if they're one of those personalities, then I, I don't recommend those two plants because that's going to kill them. You kind of got to work with the personality and the plant together. You know, somebody that likes, just has to water, they're going to, they're going to kill that plant. They're oh, I have a black thumb. I'm terrible. It's like, all right, let's get you the right plant. One that needs more, yeah. more water. But another one would be the pothos, which is an easy yeah. one. That's more of a trailing. And there's a lot of different colors there. Yeah, and with snake plants, too. Right. Like, absolutely. there's a bunch of different, like, variations. Or Definitely. There's, like, a really bright greenish one, and then there's, like, the dark green. There's even some, like, dwarf ones that are kind yeah. of, like... Um, so, you've been in business for a little over a decade. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. That's... It's one of the... It, it, it feels kind of like when you have kids, like, don't remember the time before they were here. It just seems like I've been doing it forever, but yeah. it also feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. It's kind of a combination of the two. It probably means you're in the right fit. I think so. I'm happy to go to work every day. I go in when I don't really have to go. And so I know it's my my joy and my It's a passion. good sign. Yeah. And not just the plants. I mean, the the customers that we've grown to connect with over the years has been so rewarding. We talk about it in our staff meetings all the time on how, you know, it, it's special. And we see those people that... You know, they come and give us hugs. They bring us cookies. They, you know, they've really connected with us and we've, you know, connected with them. And it it just makes everything worthwhile. Yeah. And it sounds like you were saying that you, when you did move up here, you realized that Dalton didn't have any kind of garden center at the time, especially like a small business one. And it kind of seems like they've really embraced you. I feel like they've been embraced. <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I won't speak for the people, <laughs> but, you know. Go ahead. We um, that. No. <laughs> I mean, we've grown every year. And, you know, this is our 11th. We'll finish our 11th year in October. So to me, that's a good sign. Um, And, you know, we've always been changing and trying to evolve into what the customers are looking for. And, you know, when I started, I had no business background other than my uh, (laughs) lawn maintenance business as a teenager. So I had to learn a lot the hard way. Over time, I feel like we've adapted and we... I feel like we're always going to be adapting because if you're yeah. not, you're kind of, you're going to get stagnant and stale. And, and I agree with that. I mean, you adapt to what people, well, honestly, sometimes like what's popular at the time or right. what people come in asking for, you know, right. do you have You've more like yeah. lawn ornaments or whatever people need. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. And you guys have started having, we were talking about this this morning too, like local markets. So this is a new thing. We, Crystal and I have talked about having this for, uh, three years, I believe, maybe longer. 
Um, so this uh, winter will be the first winter market that we've had. Okay, when is that? It is February the 4th. And oh, it's in a couple of days. Yes. Okay. So we have 27 vendors, I believe. And we had to, I mean, that's as many as we could fit in the greenhouse. So we, you know, the in the winter, you've got, the, we've talked about the dreariness and the doldrums and just the, you know, a lot of people are more depressed in, in winter and not, not feeling their best. And there's not a lot going on. You know, we have Christmas, we have New Year's, yep. everything is so busy. And then January hits and it's just like what do we do now it feels like some of that like holiday joy comes to like a screeching halt through january february so So, we gotta find ways to right mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of festivals and not a lot of things you can do outside well we have a greenhouse so you know we'll have the curtains shut and it's supposed to be a beautiful sunny day and it's supposed to be i believe about 50 degrees so in the greenhouse it will probably heat up to 65 or 70. oh that sounds perfect it should be great Cool. But we're excited just to see all the different local vendors and all the customers come out and enjoy and connect with, with others that maybe they haven't seen. And is this the first one you've had? This is the first one. Okay. If it goes well, we're hoping to do one in July and do like oh, cool. two a year. Like yeah. A winter and a summer. It's a big undertaking. It is. To like coordinate all yes. of the people and all of the people that have their own businesses and yes. marketing and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, bear with us on this first one. So we're we're learning. We'll be patient. Yeah, we'll be patient. Just get T-shirts for all the staff that just say it's our first one. Please be patient. Right. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. And then, so in all of your almost eleven years, I think, what is the biggest challenge that you faced, or even challenges? I don't want to be too uh, down, but uh, the I had a business partner when I started, and sixteen months in, he passed away, and oh. he was thirty-three years old. His name was Eric Gallman. Didn't had no prior health issues or anything that we were aware of. Yeah. And so you know we're we were planting roses one day, and then the next morning he said he wasn't feeling well. Was like you know stay home, Uh, you know get better. I got the store, no worries. And that was the last anybody ever heard from him. He was a grower, so I learned a lot from the growing side. But it was (laughs) the employees at the time was me and Eric. His cousin and my two parents, things changed. You know, I, I mean, I had already worked about 80 hours a week trying to get things yeah. squared away and just get everything established. And so the beautiful thing is we had customers come and they would help help us plant the, we call them plugs, like the little baby plants. Like we, the very next week we had, I don't know, it was like 40,000 plugs coming in that we had to get. Oh, that's overwhelming. You, you've got to plant yeah. them within like three days or they're going to start to die. So it was great having the community, you know, people come out and help us get that accomplished and help us water. You know, they, they really helped us in that, that period of transition. Trying yeah. to and I mean, not only are you dealing with like the shock, grief, opening a business, but you're also slammed into suddenly doing it on your own. And not, right. not to say that like family and friends there to help aren't great. Right. But, that they but don't have, have the background to, or the yeah. experience right sure. and you have to mentally pivot to be like okay i can't call this person anymore like to right. s- you know that's a big challenge that, that, yeah that was a big one yeah um you know 2020 was a challenge like many others but the the great thing for us like you mentioned earlier that i mean there was a boon in plant interest so as far as 
making the sales that was easy it was just managing through all the new challenges and customer interaction and just how all that plays out because it was not like it was the previous eight years how did you guys pivot during the pandemic or like the height of the pandemic to say like here's this need how do we meet it safely (laughs) (laughs) we closed one day and that was a day that the stress was honestly getting to me Mm -hmm. and i handled stress fairly well crystal and i sat down and talked like all right Things are, I mean, it was starting to move fast from the demand for plants and then just all the expectations of customers and, and working that together. And so we took a breath mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of planned things out. And we closed the entrance to our, our main entrance, which goes into our gift shop, and just opened up our barn entrance. We had a lot of airflow, which was great, but the, the greenhouse is, was perfect for that that time. I mean... We had everything open, wide aisles, yeah. and we just had to continue to work. You know, one of our important things that I push with my staff is to be helpful and friendly with customers and assist them picking up bags or help them with this or that. Some people wanted that still, some people didn't. Yeah. So we had to kind of read the room and do our best to figure out, all right, who wants help and who wants us to stay away. Yeah. You know? And that that's tough when you're customer service is kind of I feel makes us special or one of the things and we had to kind of almost eliminate that to yeah. some degree. Do you feel like you're able like now to get back into it fully? Oh yeah. And like really show up more? Absolutely. Good. And we felt that way last spring too. Oh good. And so it I can't remember when that kind of ended but uh, but last spring felt somewhat normal. Good. Are you guys having any sort of like as we come into spring and like the growing season of for everyone Are you guys having any like sales or deals or new things coming in that you're super excited about? We always have some new plants. Uh, Crystal and I are always seeking out new varieties, whether it's a new geranium or a new calabrachoa or new shrubs, new hydrangeas. We're always seeking new plants. We don't just order the new varieties. We kind of research and look into them and uh, everything gets trialed in different universities or different areas. Like UGA has a huge trial garden where they test out these plants. So... We'll make sure. What are they testing them for? To see how they can handle, like they'll do some in Georgia, say Washington State, Virginia, you know. And so they will test to see how this particular plant handles humidity. Because if they're further north, they may do wonderful. Oh, this is the greatest plant ever. And you bring it in the south and it just can't handle the humidity. Yeah. So it could be that, the heat, the cold, like they, all the environmental conditions. When you go there, it's near the pharmacy building and you can walk through this garden and there'll be five different versions of this petunia that are very similar in bloom, but the growth habit may be different or one may be able to handle the conditions and others may not. So that's really cool. I think I've always in getting plants, I've like read the little tags on them and I'm like, this likes low light or this much water does really well in like a tropical humid environment. Right. But I don't think I ever thought about how they got that information other than like discovering a plant in a tropical right. environment and being like this is it so that's kind of cool yeah okay. so so that's one of the things that we kind of do to to make sure we're trying to bring plants that are going to be successful yeah. for, for people i mean the last thing i want to do is bring in plant that people are going to buy it and then it dies and then they're discouraged and feel like they're not capable of gardening yeah and so that's that's one of the things that we try to help 
people with from the background that come of the behind the scenes that you don't know of what goes on to try to I really enjoy what you said about finding a plant for someone's personality mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me and I've never thought about it that way yeah. before because bless her my mother hasn't historically been able to grow a whole lot okay. like she gave up and got some fake plants so for <laughs> all of holidays lately I've been buying her plants and I've been like okay this plant is specifically for this place in your house and like here's what you can do with it and she isn't great about watering. Like she just kind of forgets it's okay. there. So we, I got her a snake plant right. and I think I got her a ZZ plant and they've done relatively well because, mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about it as like tailoring those to her daily habits and right. like things that she is good at remembering and things that she's not. So I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. It kind of goes for outside plants, but it specifically yeah. is more vital when it comes to the indoor plants. Yeah. Outside plants, it's more like, what is nature going to do? Right. And you have some With control, I guess, over water and, and fertilizer right. and stuff. But I don't have a garden. I can't wait to have one. One day. One day. And then what is the most rewarding part of this whole, I mean, like whole business ownership, all of it been for you? The, you know, the reason why I came back or kind of opened the store was to get to plants and that's been stated but the others i love when i hire someone and they're great personality very helpful but they know nothing about plants and then as they work with plants i see that interest start to turn where they're they're really asking questions and they're they're starting to love plants and then they learn more and more and then i hear yeah we went on vacation and i kept pointing out plants to my family and they're like telling me to shut up because I'm, I won't stop talking <laughs> yeah. about it. So that love is kind of getting ingrained in them from something that they didn't know that they had or know that they could achieve. And the other thing is making customers successful. I don't know how many times I could count where people use the black thumb reference or yep. or I'm just terrible. My grandmother was great with plants. I'm terrible. And we spend the time with them, talk to them. One, you know, meet with them and see, all right, what is your environment like? for we're talking about outside plants now you know do you have a sunny location do you have shady is it morning sun or afternoon sun is it a wet area and you know they've been trying things and planting just the wrong plants and then they would die so it it wasn't that they were a bad gardener it's just they had a bad selection from the beginning yeah so we get them the right plants and they come back and they're like you know my hugendor and holly and my cryptomeria are doing so great you know i I never thought i could be successful and see new growth and you know i want to do more you know and i love seeing that we help give them the confidence to plant more yeah and, and enjoy it and it and it's rewarding as a grower or just a homeowner and you planted something like and you see it grow like you know i did that it feels like a sense of accomplishment it does yeah and it's something you can see every day i love when they they get that love and then it kind of spreads from there and and seeing that from year to year and really helping people if we funnel it down it's just helping people that yeah come to us sounds like too bringing like a sense of joy in both yes something beautiful for a home and a sense of like accomplishment and like learning new things which i think is really cool and then this is just a personal question because I'm really curious what people feel about this. There's sort of a new trend in like outdoor gardening that is veering away from grass and like really curated lawns Mm -hmm. and more towards like a wildflower, like native wildflowers or like butterfly garden kind of things. How do you feel about that? I hate grass. Okay. Personally. All right. Tell us how you really feel. I've never been a fan other than, I mean, if you're using for sports or that sort of thing, get it. 
men that come in the store, they love to mow. I don't know if it's just a time away from the noise, yeah. but to me, it's just work. I mean, it, it is the most labor intensive plant in our yard. I mean, people think that maybe shrubs or trees, you got to blow leaves, but you're doing that for like four weeks. You're mowing for eight months out of the year yeah. in Georgia for what? I mean, you may have kids that play in a small space or whatever, uh, but most people, I mean, it's at every house almost here. And it is pretty when it's in, you know, great condition. That's full. so much work. It is so much work. <laughs> and it is very hard to make it look right. Yeah. It, you can't just plant seed and water and you're good to go. You need weekly lawn care. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I agree with you. I also think that where I live, there are some houses on a walk that I take that have leaned more into the native plant idea. And it looks really cool. And it's like these tiny little jungles outside right. or like they've, have cultivated this like really cool ecosystem of bees and butterflies and it's just it's been really neat to watch i I worked on a large home in chattanooga on um the lake up there and it was a 10 acres total but the they had a huge hillside where the the husband wanted grass the wife wanted something else and we incorporated ornamental grasses so really with the maintenance on those you i say you give them a haircut about somewhere around this time of the year and that's it and you just let them grow and go and pretty it's you know very soft feeling you know they blows in the wind kind of has a, a like nice that. feel to it yeah but it and it hold it it did its job in holding the erosion from happening on the slope and you can do different color grasses so you, you've got some flow in there a, a, along the slope and create different textures with different blades and so there's a lot of it's kind of inside baseball i guess but there's a lot of uh ways that you can make it interesting with the ornamental grasses that get you know the ones that are two feet one feet three feet tall it feels like a good compromise maybe Mm -hmm. yeah and is that something you still do do you ever still like go out to people's houses and help them figure out (laughs) outside of people coming in and being like i have this shady spot and i need a plant do you go out and say like here's kind of what you're looking at here's what i would recommend here's some design All for it the time okay i'm okay there, i mentioned earlier that i'm in the office a lot yeah. lately that's definitely been the main reason i've been covered up with design it's, it's progressively gotten more and more and more and um so i love that i still get to do my yeah. design outlet while still being able to be closer with the so the design the outlet is something that the shop offers yes okay all right cool and we haven't advertised it really you probably over haven't the years, needed to. I, yeah. Because we haven't. And, and Crystal, my green greenhouse manager, is also a um, landscape designer. I mean, between the two of us, we've done all we can do. And hopefully that will continue and yeah. we can keep progressing as we have. But And just to clarify, they offer design services if you need them. Shh. Go get them. But this is not <laughs> advertising. <laughs> this is just a comment on it. Yep. Yes. All right. Yeah, it, that's uh, that's why I went to school, and it, that's got me to yep. part of the part of the journey. It's nice that you can keep that at least incorporated some to some extent. Absolutely. Do you have any thing that you want to promote? Um, but you're welcome to use this outlet to. We do have several events going on in the spring. I would say check our social media or website for that. Speaking of those, where can they find you? <laughs> so we are on Facebook instagram and we have a website which is 
fiddleheadsdalton.com. We send out a weekly newsletter where I write a story. Cool. Uh, every week, which is sometimes challenging, sometimes easy. Well, if you ever need help with that, we can help you. I, I may. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we give like information in that newsletter too about uh, what's going on. Cool. Sales, uh, events, new plants, all the deets. Well, great. That's where you can find them. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having today. me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. This is interesting. Now I want to go buy plants. Well, now I'm going to come buy plants. Follow me. Follow me back to the shop. I specifically <laughs> want the black ZZ plant. It is pretty cool. Do you have other black plants? There's a few. I have uh, a whole vibe in my apartment, yeah. and I just now I really want. There's some almost black snake plants, too. Yeah, I want that, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot. I'm going to come buy plants. Once you go outside, you can do black petunias. Oh, no. <laughs> can you do black hydrangeas? I have not seen that yet. Have they, like, figured out the chemical code for that? No. That I haven't seen it at the trials, and no, I haven't seen that one yet. We've seen some other reds and deep purples. I'd like to make a request for UGA or whoever does the trials to curate a little goth garden. That would be I great. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be super fun. <laughs> just for, for no other reason than I'm like, it's just like happy, but a little creepy. <laughs> nice. There are definitely some of, some of those around. Like you could incorporate so many plants that would work with that. Oh, I theme. just think that that would be great. I'll come Halloween. I'm just going to like... Makeup. Okay. I've just gone too far down the deep end. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. For having That's me. all yeah. it is. Awesome. Easy peasy. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for hanging out with us today here at the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, whether you listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. H2B Creative is located in downtown Dalton and is here to assist with all of your marketing needs. Check us out at h2bcreative.com or creativefusepodcast.com or any of our social channels. Until next time, stay creative. <laughs>